0: Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mac. I am Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. Currently, in this country, Fathers have no legal rights to stop the abortion of an unwanted pregnancy for which they are partially responsible for and state laws requiring that a father be given a say in or even be notified of an abortion have been struck down by the United States Supreme Court. But men are voicing their concerns about being left out of these conversations and are fighting for their right to have a say in abortion rights. So let's get down to business. The business of being Black today is, should men have a say in abortion rights? Please welcome Project 21 member and the owner of Righteous Enterprise, Sean Joiner, is here with us. Hi, Sean.
1: Hi, how you doing? Welcome. I appreciate you coming on to the show.
0: I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the show. <laughs> Ratchet <laughs> Revolutionary Jewel the Gym is here with us. Hi, Jewel. Hi, hi. Happy to be back, Timmy Max. <laughs> and thank you for doing so. The executive producer and co host of the group chat, Travis Ware, is here. Hi, Travis. Hey, Tammy, 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 Matt. Thanks for the energy. I'm loving it, Travis. Yes. I'm loving it. The <laughs> Project 21 member <laughs> and the founder of Living and Driving While Black Foundation, Inc., David L. Lowry, Jr. is with us today. Hi, David.
2: Hey, hey. Good morning, Vietnam.
0: <laughs> Here we go. All right. So I have to ask, why should Black people care? Why should Black people care about men having abortion rights why should they care let's kick it off with you travis if i could be honest tammy um and
3: i'm gonna say this pg because i know this is a family show it is our cream coming out our body too
0: okay cream i like that okay cream Cream. I like it. (laughs) You you can, you can use scientific words though. So indeed it is. Okay. Well, this is is our semen. Our semen is a part
3: of producing a baby. So our semen goes into the egg. So it is a part of us as well.
0: Yes. Without you, there's no me. Literally. (laughs) David, uh, what do you got here? Why should black people care if men have abortion rights?
2: First, give honor to God and my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to make an apostle and be here. Black people should care because since Roe v.ersus Wade 2011, there's been 59 million abortions. 60% of those are Black and brown babies. We should actually care because our family structure is down to 11% from 80%. Fathers should be allowed to make some decisions because just like the first guy said, It is our sperm and it's our body, too. And at the end of the day, we're going to have to take care of this child if it's born. So we should be part of any discussion uh, regarding children that are being made between two people.
0: Sean, what you got? Why should black people care?
1: Well, biblical principles, we can start off there. But it's life, and we can't continue to just take life in our own hands without whether the two-person party is a one-party decision. So I feel like in our black men's mental health is at stake too when it comes to abortion. We have to walk around with some of these after effects in our minds of what goes on with our mental health when it comes to us having the possibility of being a father.
0: Okay. Jewel of the gym.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, black people should care because this is the conversation about bodily autonomy. And if only it took only the semen or anything like that in order for a baby to be brought into the world. It also involves a body that is present, right? That is the the cis woman or the trans man or whomever, the body that is going through that. We're talking about mental health. It's also that person's mental health that they have to experience, postpartum depression, right? So when we think about this, I want us to think about the body that is actually gonna be bringing and making that decisions whether to bring or not bring another body into the world.
0: Uh, This is an interesting conversation because when we often talk about men having rights uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of a woman having a child, we think maybe the man wants to have the baby, but what if the man wants to rid of the baby? Um, I mean, how does that work? We're talking about uh, biblical context. We're talking about um, being Christians and what the religious aspect in that is, David. Uh, So let's talk about it. What if a man or woman wants to have the baby and the man is like, no, I don't want it. I don't have anything to do with it. Have an abortion.
2: Well, first of all, um, it's not the man's responsibility to make that decision. I just think that a lot of people say, The government should not have any responsibility over a woman's body. I agree with that because that woman is going to have to answer to God at the end of the day. So whatever choice and decision that she makes is one that should be hers, not the government, not the man or anybody else's hers and hers alone.
0: Sean, what do you say? I'm pro-life
1: in the womb, outside of the womb. So from that standpoint, um, I believe in certain cases, um, the woman should. It is her choice. But a lot of these decisions could be prevented if we had conversations pre, before dating, having premarital sex, recreational sex, and using abortion for birth control. Now, there's cases where kids are aborted for, you know, medical reasons. But ultimately, no, I choose life, and that's where I stand.
0: Travis, I always have a problem when people say women use abortion as birth control, because then it makes me Ooh. it makes me feel like no one knows what the procedure or the process of an abortion is. And it is certainly nothing you want to do more than one time, even if that one time. So oh, it, sure. it, it always ticks me off just a little bit when I hear people talking about women using it as birth control. It's just not that easy. It's just well, sometimes truth hurts and, and truth you're
1: cuts. It. And if you, uh-huh. there are decisions that you have to make before you have sex. In my perspective, where we wouldn't be having to make these life decisions if we had decisions made before we went down that path. Well,
0: well how I understand a it's a decision made. I think the problem is when people make a general statement, like women are using it as as a form of birth control. I do not believe that's how women use it. I would like to say women. It's it's way difficult. Go ahead, Travis, you were gonna say something? You know, at the end of the day, if I can be honest, I get everybody trying to be all
3: productive and professional with this conversation. But let's call a spade a spade. If you learn how to use a condom, a female condom and also a man condom and put it on your wee wee, you won't be having all these issues. Thank People you. use ab- abortions as an easy way out because you're messing with multiple partners at times. This could be a, a scenario. You're using multiple men, having multiple sexual relationships with a man, and then you get pregnant. And the reason why you ha- want to have an abortion, an example, an example of wanting to have an abortion, because you don't want that child um, to have that particular father. Well, you should have thought about that before you even decide to have sex with him, or you should have thought about having sex with her prior to that. If you learn how to use a condom, we won't be having all these conversations. Mm-hmm. Now, I get every once in a while, you may have a hanky-panky, you may do a little drive-through, and something may happen. And, you know, you end up pregnant. But come on, if we use protection, we won't be having all these issues. Dude, I do believe this is not the, a
4: conversation the, about that, about protection, because I think what the, the issue is, it is not It is not because it is being rude. First of all, let's let's can can we be clear here? I am the only person on this panel who has had an actual an abortion. I am the only person on this panel that will be able to have one, right? It's not even like, I'm not talking to trans men here. I'm not talking to anyone who has a uterus. So the fact that I am the only cis woman on this panel speaks a lot to this conversation. That you are speaking on things that you should not, that you literally, your body is not able to do if you wanted it to, right? So let's talk about a conversation. I agree with the conversation about a lot of things. I think that if you... Are a black man and you do not believe in abortion? How about having a conversation with that person and saying, hey, what is your stance before y'all have sexual relations? What is your stance on abortions? Because if I tell you that I am pro choice and then you choose, to have sex with me, then you are understanding that I am saying my body is my choice. So how about Black men, instead of blaming the whole contraceptive conversation, how about Black men choose to have sex with people who are also pro-life? And I'm going to tell you this too, a lot of the people who are pro-life, especially cis women who are pro-life, have had abortions in their lives. Let's be very clear. I am and here, and I think, I think that, I have, And it's just like in life, when you have an
1: understanding, you do better. It's a conscience. No, people and are shamed. People are not,
4: shamed into having this conversation. And that's Hence why and I'm really the only cis woman a, on this channel right now. Problem
1: because you have to live with the fact of what you've done the rest of your life. If we know as a system, if we know as a culture that it's from slavery, from mass mm-hmm. incarceration, the drug epidemic, we even have police officers willing to shoot us why are we taking our own lives out of the womb when we know this has been a plan designed against our culture?
4: It's I'm very glad you mentioned slavery and I'm going to mention slavery real quick and I'm going to talk about that, bit, the kind the, the of the, the world that we live in. Slavery right, where black cis women did not have the option to abort right, you were not able to do that because the, the master was like that is property, you don't have access to that right, so that's one, so one this is about bodily autonomy, secondly there are black cis women who are choosing to not have a baby in this world that is fused with the patriarchy, that is fused with racism structurally, right? And I want us to think about the economic turmoil that we're in. And I want us to think about six in 10 women who have abortions are already mothers. So they're making the decision to say, you know what? I mean, it's expensive. The world we live in is rough. So I want us to expand the no, type of person we sexual think. activity
1: Since I know the world is rough and I can't dive into that and I can't take care of it. Before I sit down with this gentleman and have sex. And, it's, and a possibility, it's a choice. It's a choice. It stems back to decision, accountability, and being responsible for your actions. That's okay. so I hit that.
4: Are there things, and are there times the in woman, your
1: life? It's on the man he, too. So the infrastructure absolutely. for the man, he shouldn't be irresponsible himself and playing with that woman and her films. He should know his intention with her before he lays down
4: with her because ultimately we're playing with life. And life But this, is, this is limited thinking. You're not thinking about the other people. It's not about always irresponsibility.
0: So I want there's us
4: to have an, an, an expansive conversation. No, it is because David, I want to get you in here. Respect. David,
0: I want to get you in here in this last 15 seconds here. Let me jump in here for a second.
2: First of all, we have to understand the narrative. And the narrative is put out there in the black community with Planned Parenthood and Abortions as if it's health care. It is not health care. So
0: was, let's talk about Planned Parenthood and Abortions mm, and Healthcare. Yeah, let me, let when me we come about, back <laughs> on business of being black okay. with Tammy Mack. Okay. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. And the business of being black today is should men have abortion rights? David, I'm going to let you loose and I'm going to let you loose.
2: Listen, this is this is the thing. I'm, I'm 65. OK, I picked and chopped cotton till I was eight years old. Then I came to Chicago. The family black family structure was in the 80 percentile. Now, as the generations that went on, it's down to 11 percent. It's the narrative that we have fallen for that have cost the black community and the black family structure. See, just like Planned Parenthood. When you talk about Planned Parenthood, the word in the name itself is deceiving because when you go to a place like this, it's not about the abortion. It's about you learning how to be a parent so that you could have your parenting skills for the child you're gonna raise. But it's two, two things that happen. When black women go to Planned Parenthood, the first thing the alternative is, is to abort that child. The second thing, when a white woman goes mm. there, they'll give her $100,000 and all sorts of money, houses, and cars to have a baby so it could be adopted. So the narrative of healthcare and Planned Parenthood, which Planned Parenthood are being posted in every major city. It's like a McDonald's. And black, men, black women and brown women are running in there killing, exterminating our race. And if we don't stop right now, we're already at 11%. If we don't stop right now and Black men and Black women get over the fact of their egos, their attitudes, and understand that the only way this Black race is going to survive is that we have to come together and be serious. We have to have, start having serious conversations. If you're going to sleep with a woman, then you do need to know whether she's pro-life or not. Because the killing of these unborn babies it's, it's where we're at now. So my thing is this: we have to look at the narrative and then we have to look at our situation. We have to make good conscious decision on if I want to abort this child or not, or if these two people can get together and say, you know what, for the sake of the child, because I can tell you this back in the day, a bunch of us would have been aborted if it was left up to our moms only. But father stepped up and said, you know what? No, I'm going to be a man. I'm not going to let you kill my seed. That means if I got to get a job, if I got to quit smoking, I got I to do whatever I have to do to be a man. I had my first son at 16. He's 47 years old now. He, college grad, got everything. If I had not been the man that I was, he would be nothing now. So it's between black men and black women. We need to start having a righteous conversation about being together because black women aren't getting married. Black men locked up in jails. They on drugs. They on drugs. They're on dr- the picking. Let me say. Let me say this. The picking is slim. The picking mm. is slim. Up. Well, and I'd, and I'd, 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 I'm, I'm I'm
0: confused a little well, bit because um, when we say you know we got to talk about pro life or pro choice before we have sex come on now the average Nobody, person not having that discussion before actually, they're not that nobody's not that is a problem, not not not. Is a problem. Biggest, we're talking about we're talking about uh you typically when we're talking about abortions and 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 unwanted pregnancies i should say we're talking about those that are probably younger than 40 right not that those that are 40 and over don't have those decisions to make but we're talking about those who are in positions where they feel like they're not ready for a child. They don't want a child. And probably, you know, I mean, honestly, they're young and not really concerned about what a person's status is before sex. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think the, the conversation around health care. Right. I think that's really important
4: because it's not understanding that. There's three like black women are three to four times more likely to die while giving birth, five times more likely by getting pregnancy related disorders, more likely to have postpartum. When we think about pro-life and we think about pro-choice, the issue with the concept and it being so polarizing is that the concept of People are having
0: an abortion and it's fun. They're like, ooh, I'm about to get an abortion today. Right. I, was nice. I, I never I understand that. that. That is not like, the case. Not. Like, like we're leaving the party and going straight to it it. Is, That is not, not the case. We are, we are not. No, 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 no. You know? We are yeah. not
4: leaving the party and going. We're not. We're not making that decision in haste. What this is is about bodily autonomy. When I was 19 years old and me making that decision and me saying, hey, I'm still in college. You know, this was done really against my will. This person taking the condom off, all this type of stuff. And I'm like, "Whoa, what am I supposed to do here? Right. I'm making a decision. As a person who is alive, right? Making a decision for my 19 year old self to be able to make a decision that's best for myself. That is what Travis,
0: in on here, Travis, um, if the father is excluded from a woman's decision to have an abortion, does it imply that he is more likely not to be in the picture? Mm. Mm. I mean, it really kind
5: of
3: depends on the, on the father, honestly. And going back to what uh, my brother was saying earlier, and also my sister Drew was saying earlier. I'm 30 years old. I'm a gay black male in Atlanta, Georgia. And then we're not having these conversations, even though I'm not having sex with females, but I do have straight f- friends and siblings and all that stuff. They're not having a conversation and say, well, do no. you think if we start or uh, doing a little drive-bys. We're not having the conversation, oh, are you going to have an abortion? We're not having those conversations. You try to get it in, get what you want to get, get that cream to um, get out of you, and you're going to move on. You're not having a conversation with that female saying, hey, do we want to have an abortion? But I'm going mm-hmm. back to what I'm saying. It. I still feel that it falls on the woman's responsibility, what she does for her body, and that's the part that I agree when it comes to my sister, what she said. That's her, that's her responsibility, and that's her choice. However, uh-huh. that conversation still needs to have, be, have a conversation with the person you don't have sex with because they may want a child. I think you guys really need to look at all the details. And it's cause to... cause it's oh, out. this conversation because it's valid Hold on a second. Let me get this out. Let me get this out. Okay, go ahead. If you're 19 years old and you happen to have sex with a male, you get pregnant and you're thinking, okay, well, I don't want to... Um, ruin my life or ruin my childhood or things like that and I don't think I'm ready to be a child have that conversation with the baby daddy first before you just up and just have abortion without having his say so because he may have some resources he may have a good support system and a good family that will be able to raise that child I'm not saying that the responsibility and the final answer should fall on the female but at the end of the day it is her body but at least give the male the opportunity to have that conversation and see what you guys think is best for the both of you not just for you in that moment because you're not ready to have a child
1: right
0: sean let's talk about it
1: and that's how i feel like we can't make executive decisions just based on our feelings like we have to face the facts of what's going on the narrative behind our culture there's value in a black man there's value in our semen. so it takes two to tangle and my sister that went through that at 19 I, i mean i feel for you i really do because at 19 i suffered that with a woman where she made an executive decision to make that call and on the mental health side of the after fact, me as a black man, I have to deal with it. So when you say mm-hmm. postpartum, I understand all of those attributes behind it. But us as black men, we have to deal with the mental too. But in our community, 100%. we have to be so masculine and act like we it's not bothered by us. Because guess what? We don't have a say-so mo- no matter if I say keep it or not. The final decision is between you and that doctor. And if yes. I was married and I had a wife, what happens is then she can go abort a baby without any acknowledgement to me. I don't know about mm-hmm. it. And the only thing she has to tell me is, I have a medical condition. I need a few days. I mm-hmm. never know that she was even pregnant to stem from what Travis said. And she's just covering up her sins because she had an affair. And this is just perspectives. We have to look at it. If we're going to talk about it, let's talk about what really goes on in our communities. And these are the things that happen. It's even to the point in our communities where younger generations have used screenshots of pregnancy tests to get money out of black men. These are true stories that go on in our community. So how do we prevent these things from happening with the mental aspect of when it comes from it? It's it's nobody's fault. It's just, where can we
4: find that fine line about life? It's not. I want to agree. I really want to agree with that piece that you're sharing, right? Because Sean, I agree with you. I think that it definitely imp- impacts the cis black man as well, for sure. I think this conversation here is that who has the legal right? I-, I think that whether you're married or not, it's still my body. You know what I'm saying? I have a ring on my finger. I still belong to myself first. You know what I mean? You- you're saying sin. That's relative. That's I does. think that there's also a conversation, too, right, around what type of black men we have in these conversations. Y'all are saying y'all are black men. Y'all are want to step up. There's a lot of black men who are not willing to step up. A lot of black men who are abusive. And they're like, I want you to have my baby, but you're beating my behind every day. No, I don't want to bring in a child into this world with you, sir. And that's You're what broke. You're you, you don't have nothing else going it's on. It's and yet... You know what I'm saying. So the patriarchy is real here. We can't really uplift and not yeah. talk about the the horrors okay. of the black men as well. And the part it's that not that, is, that cute.
1: It stems back to history. They did this on purpose. If we know this, how do we fix the narrative of it? We know I that want, the black man was taken out of the home. We know that the mental health against. Hold the that black thought, people.
0: Sean. I want to talk about the financial aspect of this when we return on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. I am Tammy Mack and the business of being black today is should men have rights to abortions or should men have abortion rights, I should say. Um, Obviously they don't need an abortion, Uh, but let's talk about the financial aspect of them and let's go uh, down this road that is uh, ever torturous to the black man. Is it fair to force a man to pay child support if the woman he impregnated decides to keep a child he does not want? Now, I have a friend who used to say to me all the time mm-hmm. uh, that men who don't pay child support are considered deadbeat, men, you know, deadbeat fathers. He said, but why isn't a woman considered a deadbeat mother if we don't want the child?
2: Society. Mm-hmm. Society has set, up, set us up in that situation to be different like that. Let me say this, um, I had my first kid when I was 15 years old. Could you imagine what it was like when my girlfriend told me at 15 that she was pregnant and I was about to graduate out of high school? That would, at that point, I had to make a decision. Do I go on off to college? Do I get a job and take care of my child? What do I do? That was the longest walk that I had to go home to tell my mom and dad that they were about to be grandparents. And when I did that, they gave me my instructions. You did this, you take care of it, you get a job. I went to college, I I got a job, I took care of my kid at 17, I bought my first restaurant and I never looked back, I've been retired since 40 and I've raised five other grown children right now. But the point that I'm making is this, the traditions and values of men and women, especially in the black community, have not been taught or trickled down to our young men and women of the future. That's what the problem is, the the values, the differences. I mean, y'all say it's old fashioned, but when it was old fashioned, it was working and we were in better condition. But now I just think that until men realize the fact that if you're going to go sleep with a woman, there's a chance she might get pregnant. If you don't want the baby, then don't do it. But if you do, you have to take some responsibility. Yes, you have to pay child support. If five kids, I didn't have to pay child support because they were mine. I made them. The state wasn't going to take care of. Them. I worked jobs. I had two businesses. I have taken care of all of my kids without the state help. So it's the man. Men have to step up. They have to be responsible no matter what happens. If the woman don't want the baby, fine. If he's a father and he wants the child, go after it. But it's the narrative that society has created. And that's why we
1: have this problem. And that's why we have. And this. I think we have to build our relationships better with. And that's the issue. I mentor a young men, and these are the core values and principles we try to put into them. Decision making. Watch what you're doing. Be careful about this. And I tell all these young men, whatever you do, don't play with a young woman's heart because you could be in the way of her missing out on her blessing, and you playing in her head. So leave her alone. If you don't have good intentions with a woman. The best thing I can tell any man, grown or young, let that young lady or woman be, because you up here manipulating her, believing that you want to be a family. And, you know, that's ultimately what's in some of us women and men. So it's like we're playing this narrative game with this woman. And I'm talking for us as men because we should be held accountable for some of our actions of what we do because it's just not right. And so,
0: it trickles Sean, down. is it Sean, all of your actions? Sean, is it fair to force a man to pay child support if the woman he impregnated uh, decides to keep a child that he didn't want?
1: I'm going to say, no. force. The problem is, goes back to birth, David. It hasn't been trickled down to how we should take care of our families. So then it becomes a force, and what happens is, us as black men, and I can talk for us. A lot of times, we're not as mature as we need to be to step up and have those conversations with the lady we had a child with. And have to realize if you and that lady, that young woman's not in a relationship, as a man, you gotta understand it's gonna be twice as hard for you because you have to take the extra mile to be in that kid's life or you're gonna be a fraction in their life and they're gonna look back and say, why didn't you do more? Why didn't you step up? And you can't blame mom, dad. That means the conversation you have to step up as an alpha and, and take some type of stance in these children's lives that we keep aborting in the womb and outside of the womb where there's nothing for them to do. Finances. A- I
0: like that. Aborting outside of the womb. That's a deep outside, There's no infrastructure outside yeah. of the womb. So yeah. we're born outside of the womb. I mean, but we go I mean- right back into poverty. We go back
1: right in our ghettos. We go right back to the same liquor stores and all these churches on our corners. Listen, somebody has to take responsibility and accountability for our culture outside of the womb. we need infrastructure. You used to learn trades and skills for free in school. Now you have to have money and credit, which they know who doesn't have that most of the time. We have to realize what's being done to us because we're not here about a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's a life thing.
4: Joel, it is. It's, oh, it's, look, first, we on the business of being black. It is a black thing we talking about right here. This is a, this is a, we talking about black people. I want to, I have a comment about the question because the question brings it so that, first of all, we know that babies are expensive in this day and age. Oh yeah, it's expensive, right? But I also don't like that the question brings up the piece solely around money because you can provide financially all that. You got Nick Cannon's out here having a baby every month but that don't mean that you financially being able to pay for a child is being a father. OK, I think we need to think about that as well. Like my I grew up with a single mother and she had to take my dad to court because while he oh, I don't want you know, I want to have these kids and whatever. he don't want to pay one hundred and ninety nine dollars, which is literally less than one hundred dollars per kid. So what are we talking about here? So we can't really have it be about ATMs. Fathers are not ATMs. And a lot of times I hear men be like, I provide for my kid. Okay, but do you know what their allergies are? Do you know who their friends are at school? Do you know their sexuality? Or are you willing to abandon them when you don't like it? Like, there's a lot of layers to it, but I think fatherhood is not rooted in you being the financial provider. And a lot of fathers, and I and I hate to hear that, I hate to, to, to bring that into the conversation, but there's a lot of people who give themselves a pat on the back for being a good black dad. And a lot of black dads ain't that good as y'all say that you are. And I ain't, uh, listen, get, to, I, I, get, I ain't talking about the panel. let me get Travis in the conversation. talking about the panel. I'm
0: just talking but about. I let I me get Travis in.
4: from your
1: experiences. Hold for that me, thought.
0: Hold that thought, David. Hold that thought, David, David and Sean. Hold that thought. Go ahead, Travis.
3: Sister, I was agreeing with you until you said something. Kind of <laughs> I was. Like, rock up my hair on my top of my bald head. <laughs> keep it real. But we have to be honest. If we're going to talk about black women. We're going to talk about black women. And I'm going to use my Let's mom as an example. I love my mom to death. But there has been times where I, it could be so simple as, oh, mama, can I get a new outfit? Oh, mama, can I buy a mm-hmm. basketball? Oh, mama, can I get this? Call you daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call you daddy.
5: <laughs> Call your daddy.
3: Call you yep. daddy. But I agree what? with you. Well, mama, well, mama, I'm gay. Oh, well, we're going to have to deal with this at home. Don't tell your daddy, but I'll tell your daddy later. 100% you ain't saying call your you. daddy tell him you, you gay. You ain't saying all that stuff. So it comes down to black men sometimes only being the um, breadwinners. And then sometimes black women make their own. Um, Child's father, if they're not in the household, making it seem like the only thing we need you to do is if you're able to pay X, Y, and Z for my child, I'm good. I can buy food, I can provide clothing, I can provide all these things, mental things. And let's be honest, some black parents, we're going to be completely honest, even uh, with single parents, they're not providing mental stability for their kids. And they're wondering why their kids going out doing all these crazy things. We want to be honest. Because but let's be honest, a lot of black moms, and we talk about black people, I'm some I'm using black moms, a lot of black mm-hmm. moms only want that child to be taken care of by natural and they got everything else. Because I, I agree just, with I, you. Because, because, because to ultimately, all ultimately, somebody have said... Call your daddy when it comes and to mental yes. But when it comes come to mental. I deal. think every, every black, black
0: child has heard that, the call your, call daddy, your daddy. daddy. I think, but Tammy, uh, why, why is daddy. that?
4: That's because the patriarchy society has said the role of the black man is to is to be financial. I'm saying I agree with you, Travis. That's internalized sexism, though. There's also black people who don't like themselves. So there's women who also like to put the financial role. When I'm saying that we need to shift the financial role of black men and say. There's more to your parenting. It's more than just, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I have a child now, let me go to work, right? And provide. It's too late. It's not too late. I feel like it can change,
1: but it's an extra effort. It's There's an extra effort that has to be taking place here, y'all. The problem is it's relationships with you and that child's mother. It's the relationship between the two parents. I've been blessed with someone where it's like this. These are my thoughts. If you live in the same city as your child and you can't see them on a daily basis, You need to fix the relationship with that child and the mother and whatever they got going on and say, hey, you moved on, I moved on. But look, we got a child at stake. I don't want to be a fraction a day a week. I don't want to be a fraction every other weekend. I want to be in my child's life so they can hit, so I can pour into them. Because ultimately, it's the relationship that cuts out on the child, getting all the resources, the energy and the wisdom that it was structured to be in the black family. Then it's torn apart. It's tough for the black man when he's constantly fighting against that. Yes, it's nice if you have a black man who has resources to take care of you, and a black woman will love that. But the biggest thing is, we should be picking them up every day after school, showing them and teaching them life so they don't have to go through the same hoops and turns we had to go through to get ahead in life. So Let's they can talk be- do that. We got to take okay, a quick break second. on
0: I- business of being black with Tammy Mac on Fox Soul. We'll be back. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mac. I am Tammy Mac and the Business of Being Black today is should men have abortion rights? So if abortion rights are simply a matter of my body, my choice, then women alone have the right to bring a life into the world. So should women alone accept the consequences of that choice? It's kind of similar to the question uh, prior to, like should a man be responsible for child support if a woman brings a child into this world that he didn't want? Um, and, and this plays into what you all transitioned into, which was, yeah, but money is not the only thing a child needs. A child needs more. So then should that man be responsible for anything if he did not want the child to come into existence in the first place? Why is he held accountable for that?
2: Let's, let's say this. Let's say this. Um, somebody said something about being prepared. You know that if you lay down with a woman and you're go going in raw. The possibilities of something happen is going to happen if, you, if you're that unlucky or if you that whatever. But let me say this, okay. When, 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 when I had my children, I, had, I got four babies' mamas, okay? I got three boys and two girls. I had my kids in one house. This is what fathers do. When my boys got 12, they came and stayed with me. The whole time they was with their mother, they can I come get them, they can stay with me. But when they got 12, those young men, they were not boys no more, had to be in my house. And I took them and paid for their high school and sent them to college and all the rest of that stuff. My girls are a little bit different. They still strong black women, they still successful and stuff, but I had to treat them a little bit different. And the point that I'm making is this: they all ended up in one house together, and that's why I say. Black men, we have to step up to the plate and be responsible for the actions that we take. Because even though I had four babies, mama, and five children, I got my kids and put them into one house where I was able to give them the love that they, on a full-time basis, instead of me going getting them here and there, I said, okay, y'all at this age, y'all coming to stay with daddy. That sounds good. And you know? them and do yeah, uh, them it them sounds them. like
0: That's... you had sex with some women uh, who had good character. <laughs> uh, no, 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 And had- it sounds like you got some money. There's a lot of broke people out here having babies, and they
4: don't got the money to support all of them kids you're no, talking about no, see, now. See, back in the day, back mm-hmm. in the day, it's different than today.
2: When I told my girl, I was like, okay, uh, when my son get to be 12, I want him. Because see, a woman can't raise no man in my eyes. I'm old school. Oh.
0: Yeah, so but my point was that there are a lot of men, I know a few men, who have asked for that leniency and that leverage in the household, and the woman says, no, I'm not going to do it. You can't You can't keep him.
2: So I still took care of many. I would have took care of him anyway because that's my seed, and I just think that as men, we have to step up, be responsible. We can't be out here when you know you got some woman pregnant and you're about to have a baby. You can't be out here working these BS jobs and flopping around and at the club all the time. It's about responsibility and stepping up. Travis, I you know,
0: want to get you in. I don't,
2: I don't see that a lot in the younger society today. I don't see that. So that's what the problem. Is. Okay, don't don't shame.
0: Hold, him on, in here. hold on, on Jordan. Let, let me get my Travis. In. David, that
3: sounds all peachy and creamy and a nice Mm -hmm. picture and a nice coloring book. However, we have to be honest, kids are raising kids these days. So they may have worked back in the day, but now we're talking about in today's world, that's not going to work. And then also it goes back to the black moms. And this part of my experience or a lot of other people's experiences. Some black moms, if they don't get along with that baby daddy, they try to use their child as a clutch. You're not going to your daddy's house on the weekend. You're going to stay here and we're going to clean up all day. You, they use it as the clutch, so that may work. I can't picture, even though my dad was in my life and he's still in my life growing up, I can't picture my uh, mama allowing um, the two kids that they had um, together going to move in <laughs> with my daddy um, when I turned 12. That wasn't going to happen because my mama like, no... That's your daddy, he's gonna do financial stuff, but I'm your mama, and you're gonna be in my house until he's 18. I can't picture she just saying, Oh, what well, then you can have your kids um when they turn to so that's not gonna happen. Well, I, that's got, nice. How that's got, that, but piece how piece would that piece look piece in
1: But how does that look in our community though? To us as men, we see it as we're raising young men. Give you me them boys. I, I got over a hundred of them every day right. of the week. I pour into them with resources, we teach them there trades, we put in them. Church, we, we try to just principles, not not necessarily religion. It's just basic life principles, character, morals, integrity. These are the things that us as black men need to set our pride aside, set our feelings aside and all the fun we want to have and go get somebody else's kids and pour into society.
0: Yeah, it's a, I, I, I believe it's definitely about sacrifice and a lot of people don't want to sacrifice. Even when mm-hmm. it comes to the mm-hmm. relationship between the two parties who have the child, it's mm-hmm. a lot of letting go of your ego and sacrificing what you feel and how you feel for what's best for the child. And a lot of people just don't seem to to roll in that space. Jewel, I want to ask the father wants the child, but the mother doesn't, right? If the father wants the child, but the mother doesn't, Should Mm -hmm. the father be entitled to take the mother to court? Absolutely not. Because I think that this conversation
4: did steer, it steered away a little bit, right, Tammy? I want to talk about specifically, we're talking about the child once it's left the womb. We're talking about the child once it's left the room. womb. I want to bring it back to the child living inside of your body. Literally 43%, of people who are having an abortion is doing it doing so within the first six weeks. The heart, with the full heart chambers, that's not even fully formed yet, right? Then it is ninety-two percent within the thirteen weeks. The heart is not literally formed between seventeen to twenty weeks. So, what I'm thinking about here is an abortion is a conversation more so about what the body is experiencing first before we're even thinking about a fetus and and a baby and a two-year-old and a person going to college. So that's the reason why I think that this is not a legal issue. Do you if you want to have a conversation with that person, sure, have them weigh in? But the only time I want to hear about a I want to hear a cis black man have a conversation and weigh in is if you are in support of bodily autonomy, which means that you are in support of a cis woman doing whatever she chooses to do. Outside of that, keep that opinion to your men's group.
0: Let's Thank stay, you. let's stay on this question here. Hold on, Sean. Let's stay on this question. If the father wants the child, but the mother doesn't, should the father be able to take the child to court? I'm sorry, to take the mother to court.
1: Yes, it it takes two of us to get. Who makes you dictator over the seed and over the creation of life? It does take two to carry and it's your body. I respect women's bodies and everything, but you're the carrier, I'm the seed. It takes the both of us. So when we have a child, as you said, we become a living sacrifice now. It, we bring life into this. We bring life into the realm. We bring a spirit into the flesh. I thank God when you describe six weeks to harden and develop. I thank God that my mother kept me. I thank God for all the mothers who keep life because ultimately, mm-hmm. from a week old, I wouldn't care. I would want to choose life because we all are here in the sense to do something great and pour into the society, into the earth. I thank God that I'm one of the prophets that made it through, and I didn't get aborted in the womb. I thank God for that, and I thank God for everybody on here for getting through the womb. I want you to answer the question though: Should
0: the father be able to take the mother to court?
1: Yes. You just you just killed my child. Like why can't? What if the black woman
0: dies giving birth?
1: I understand all of those. I under, but you don't know that until you get birth. So are we are we gonna play God oh, and guess? Or so we just go gonna
4: ahead? put black women on the line. Just let's, let's
1: hope you but don't die. You gotta understand. When you say put black women on the line, I come from pro life. I come from handicapped siblings, handicapped aunties, handicapped uncles. I sacrifice for life, so I'm gonna have a different perception because I'm big on life. I, I I didn't get to go to school some after-school activities cause I had to help my auntie and and uncle because they were handicapped and we chose life in our family because no matter what they kept us, whatever they were here to do, they did what they were supposed to.
0: David, I want to get you in. Uh, What's your answer to this question? If the father wants the child, but the mother wasn't, doesn't want the child, should the father be able to take the mother to court?
2: Yes, because it took two of them and that is his seat too as well. That child is made up of, of two people if the mother wants to, don't want to have the child, have the child and give it to the dad. He should have every rights to that child opposed to you killing it. Now, I have to say this. I believe that it's a woman's right to choose on whatever she's going to do. But I think if a father want to step up to the plate, then she should have that baby and give it to him. Just like my girlfriends, they was like, you know what? I want my, I said, I want my kids. And she gave them to me and I've raised them to be good adults. So you don't never know what these kids can turn out to be. You know, because I got a couple. But of David, animals. you're not
4: carrying it. The hey, baby, it's, you, you're, the you're not. You're not going I mean, yeah. like, You wouldn't say you? Tear without the
1: value of the semen. Am exactly. I right or wrong? Yes, sir. But it's only and one I'm body that question. carries answer, the baby. Answer the question. Would you be oh, here Your body.
4: Your body can never. Would you be carry here a baby? A Black man. Your body you can you never carry a baby. Your body. be here without the? Can never carry a baby.
1: God bless you if your body can't never care
2: we'll be
0: right back we'll be right it back it just on takes the god more than the semen. <laughs> we'll be right saying. back on the god bless you <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. And the business of being black today is should men have abortion rights? Travis, uh, I want to leave you with the question because you haven't had a chance to answer yet. If the father wants the child but the mother does not, should the father be able to take her to court? You know, I'm going to speak
3: from a gay male's perspective, if we can lighten up a little bit. You know, if it's one of us gays and we have to slip up with a, a female, Nine times nine times out of ten, we'll wanna take you to court, do what you need to do, honey, because we we like we like we like the same thing, okay? So from (laughs) their perspective, no. But from a, a straight, so I, perspective. yeah, I
0: want, I want you to speak from a heterosexual
3: perspective. Okay, from, so from a straight male perspective, you must want a child really, really bad. If you're crying and you want to go to court to go uh, make sure that your uh, potential baby mama has the child, so I think that's a little bit extreme to take somebody to the court to the courtroom. Like, if this your last ch- chance to have a baby, then by all means, do what you need to do. But if you still have some old semen in you and you still got your soldiers marching and all that stuff, let her do what she need to do and move on.
1: No, because they quick to take you down to child support court. So what you gotta understand is it's a it's Pick a double, and then it's life for me. So it's like this, and that's coming from a perspective, but from a lens of wanting life, it's like, you know what, I want my child. You're gonna have that baby carry I want. It. And then it's like, no, nah, I don't want this, I gotta carry it. Look, my semen goes to waste, just being actually life. Because without it, you wouldn't be sitting there without it.
0: So So then, well, Sean, I want to ask you what happens, Sean, I want to ask you what happens if, um, you know, the man that the woman is with or not says, hey, I want you to have this baby. You know, I want a baby. I'll take care of it. And then she has the baby and then he reneges on all of his promises.
1: Where is it? that? Now, that's morals, integrity, and character, and I don't know. I don't try to align myself with people like that, and I hope nobody else does and remix. So I can't speak from a standpoint of a thought process I wouldn't even think. somebody. If somebody does do something like that, he need to be taken to court, probably, because that's what. He just played with that woman's life. He told her and lied to her and misled her, and that's what's going on with a lot of these children and relationships. We're lying and having pillow talk in each other's ears, and then when the reality hits, what happens? The right decisions aren't being made in our community, and then the children suffer from it, and then that's why we turn around and look at the generations that come behind us, and sometimes you hear people say, oh, they don't know no better. Oh, they ain't going to get it Yeah, because we're writing them off. We're putting it into the atmosphere. We've spoken into existence, because we haven't stepped up, because we are busy filling our feelings, careers, pleasures, and lust, and that's why we can't move forward as a community until we get dead serious about it.
0: David, I
1: see you trying to get in. And I'm I'm
2: glad that you said that, young man, because that's what I see. Uh, The black struggle began back in the 60s and and my generation was the generation took it to the level that said, okay, we finna fix it. But what we did was we allowed our younger generation to go off to college and they never came back home to rebuild the black community. And so those Mm. separations between us and them not really understanding this world like they should. And and a lot of times, people have become slaves to their jobs. Because there's a lot of Black folks on the plantation on their jobs, and they they won't go nowhere, they won't fight, they won't stand up, they won't do nothing, not even for their kids, because they're worried about the money. So the materialistic things that the brother was talking about, it resonates with me because at 65, man, I'm looking at this world right now, and if this generation on this panel... Don't stand up from this point. The black society is dead.
0: Come so, what here. are your thoughts the uh, black struggle? Move, uh, Jewel, I want to move on to what yes. your thoughts are on the Supreme Court mm-hmm. overturning Roe versus Wade. Um, yeah. um Let's talk about that. Go ahead. Um yeah, how, you state know, abortion uh, bans impact the black community. Like there's 13 states, mainly in the South and Midwest, uh, that have banned the procedure. According to the Kaiser family foundation in Mississippi, people of color comprise 44% of the population, but they are 81% of the women receiving abortions Mm -hmm. about this. Well, the thing is, is that the overturning of Roe versus Wade took us
4: back. The black struggle started once we were kidnapped and brought to this country against our will and and forced to walk, walk on work on stolen land. And I think that the reversing of that brought us back. What it's saying is your body, not your choice. What you're saying is I get to have laws that tell you what to do with your body. What you're saying is you don't have access to a safe abortion because quiet as it's kept, which isn't so quiet to people who are listening, is that abortions have always been happening. People have used hangers. They have went to the underground of the underground to have people with a non-sterilized proce- you know, procedures to have an abortion. So once you have overturned and you've made it so that people can't access it safely, then what you are doing is you are amplifying the number of people who will have an abortion and they will they will do it. They will find a way and they will do it and they will die. They right. will what do, do you think
0: about the Supreme Court ruling?
2: Let, let, let me say this to, to you all people on the panel. Roe versus Wade should have been overturned. Roe versus Wade basically says the government does not want to pay for the states to give abortions out. It had nothing to do with a woman's right to choose between life and death. The government said they don't want to pay for it. Now, it is the states who set up these abortion laws that are affecting everybody. See, this is what I don't understand. It's the liberals' attitude and the narrative they put into the Black community. To make black people think, well, the government don't want us to have abortions. That's not it. They saying they don't want to pay
0: for it. You I'm not sure the when the government did, uh, did the government pay for your abortion, Jewel. That, well, pay and, pay and did- all the money they get from pay and Well, not everybody. Pay.
4: Pay. That's where it comes well, from. Well, the thing is, is that <laughs> whether someone is paying for it out of pocket or whether it was, that's not, that's not really the the, the conversation. It's not. Because not everyone, y'all mentioning Planned Parenthood as a buzzword, as if Planned Parenthood the seen, is the, the only place. The question
1: was, did Planned Parenthood pay for your words? That's the question. Well,
4: I will, and that's a good question. At 19, I was on Medicaid, so I was able to have Medicaid cover it, absolutely. But I also experienced a lot of discrimination at Planned Parenthood. Well, Medicaid,
0: yes. Medicaid covers a lot of things, though. So. It covers a lot of things, because, Tammy, abortion is health care. Yeah. That's what it is. It's healthcare. It's a medical procedure. Let me talk procedure. about these. Uh, let me get to your projects. We don't have very much time. So I'll give you about 30 seconds to talk about your projects. I don't want to uh, get away from that. Travis, let's talk about the group chat.
3: Yeah. So I, I'm so super duper excited about the group chat. I'm one of the executive producers of that and also one of the co hosts of the group chat. It's four spicy black gay men. And we just came to this house tough conversations, have fun, throw shade, and just have kitchen table talk. You know, we talk about a lot of stuff at our kitchen table, but let's bring it to the screen. So the all group right. chat, that's what the group chat is all about. You can catch that on Chasing Realities page.
0: Thank you. David, come on, let's talk about it. Uh, your Project 21 and the Living and Driving While Black Foundation. Project
2: 21, Living and Driving While Black Foundation was started out of necessity. I was the national crisis director for the National Action Network. I've also been a president of NAACP twice. I started my foundation because of the fact that these so-called leaders are not stepping up to the plate to do what they need to do to advance the Black
0: race. Thank you for being a leader and stepping up to the plate. Uh, Shawn, righteous heart- enterprise.
1: you doing? Thank you for being here. Um, We still will be partnering with our homeless communities uh, with Refuge Plates, and also we partner with uh, young men, teaching them trades and skills and biblical principles, integrity, character, and morals about just being young black men and women in the community.
4: I love that
0: organization. I love that you do that. Jewel, your latest single... Sing us on out.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: So my latest single, you can find me on all the musical platforms. It's called
4: Make Room. I have an album coming out next month, February 23rd, and I have an album release party in Brooklyn that I would love y'all in Brooklyn to come pull up. That's where I'm from. So I'm glad to be able to create music for the Black, queer, and trans community.
2: Y'all can find me at TECNTV.com every night, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m., T-E-C-E-N-T-V. That's the total uh, exceptional.
0: We got it, David. We gotta go. That is the business of being black with Tim and Matt on Fox Thank you, Jewel, David, Travis. Thank you. 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 That's The business of being black. Bye, y'all. Bye, everybody.